What's up, everyone? It's um, Tuesday evening, a day later than normal, and I'm watching... Joe, you're sitting in a glass box. What happened, mate? Why are we a day late again? I'm in Font Row, mate. Huge drive yesterday. You know exactly why. Like I was uh, battling away, mate, uh, driving from Norwich all the way down to the Pyrenees, all in one go. Knocked it out, mate. You think I'm an endurance test. You should try doing that. <laughs> I remember I called you real quick yesterday, and uh, you literally had something like a mile left on the fuel tank, and it was three miles down to the gas station, wasn't it? Oh, mate, like I missed a bloody gas station. So I'd been timing it. So I knew that I was going to have to stop a few times. So I was timing it to stop at the last gas station and then still have like 15 miles because I didn't want to stop any sooner than what I had because I knew I was going to be stopping quite a few times Um, anyway. So I was like, right, 15 miles left. That's basically as low as I can leave it. And um, there was roadworks like a uh, signpost and I was looking for it. It said uh, it's one kilometer away, one kilometer. And I was looking then there was all these roadworks and I saw a turn and I thought it looked like a normal slip road coming off the motorway. And I thought, oh, that's going somewhere because it was signposted to go somewhere. And little did I know that was the bloody turn for the service station. I was like, oh shit, like they're not that often on this motorway. Um, and then you rang me up when I had about six miles Mind left. And I remember at that point it said 10K to the nearest gas station. And I had six miles, which is like nine and a half kilometers left. So I was like, well, that should be all right. I had to knock my speed for the last 20 miles down to 60 miles an hour on cruise control, literally as fewer surges. Basically, my car was bonking. It was like you're in an Ironman. You're running out of fuel. Someone puts a surge in. You can't go. You need to You need to monitor them carbs, don't you? My you car were, was like chugging through the carbs. You were definitely riding under... You were definitely riding yeah. under your uh, wanted race pace, weren't you? And then when you rang me, I hit a fucking hill and it ended me, mate. It went from four miles. All of a sudden it went three, <laughs> two, one, naught, like that, literally in about 30 <laughs> seconds. And I was speaking to you and I was like, That's, shit, I've got no fuel left. Like it's on zero. Translating translating that to an Ironman course, if you didn't do a course recce and you get, for example, Ironman course, just before you get into transition, you've got this horrible hill, 20%. That fuel tank is going to empty, isn't it? That was what it was doing, mate. And I was thinking, oh, no, I'm going to end up having to run to the uh, to the petrol station. That's going to be so annoying. Uh, it was really hot as well. There. It was like 30 degrees. But luckily, I managed to just nurse it in. I don't know how much I had left, but I, I had to do the last three or four miles on zero. And I was like, I can't be dealing with this. I've still got like 200, you, 100, no, about 150 miles left. I drove 850 do you think, at do you think car manufacturers always calculate in fruit loops like you? So they know some people will drive it down to like something like zero. So they think if it's at zero, it's still got two liters left. So you actually still got something like 20. Yeah. Extra yeah. Gig. Well, I did think that I did think that because I'd heard it on top gear, they'd done it before. So I did think that, but still, it's still a bit worrying in it. But that's the first time I've actually been on North. My car hasn't bonked on me yet, mate. Like I'm good at nursing through. I normally <laughs> give them enough carbs, you know, they don't bonk. So um, it's fat, adap it's fat adapted, mate. So it gets through. <laughs> <laughs> how, how was the week then? Any highs and lows coming down for sub seven? Uh, Still on a cloud or? Uh, well, just back into training, which is actually really nice because it's been so long since I actually got into proper training. Really, you know, I mean, I did do a few weeks before sub seven, but like nice knowing that you can get in something, you know, and obviously coming off the back of that result is quite good to, you know, it's, it's always nice when you get back into training after a good result rather than a low, isn't it? You know, you, after a low, you're always a bit demotivated, aren't you? And like, oh, do I have to? Mm -hmm. But after a good result, it's always uh, quite nice. But I'm just pleased to be there. And then training in Font Rameau was like a massive high because for me, it's like the best place I've been for training. But the low was definitely taking on that thousand miles, mate. Like I had a car, when I was talking to you on the phone as well, Some someone had a go at me in the service station. 
So, uh, you know, when I was talking to you the first time and I was in that service station, yeah, yeah. stopped for the first time. You were time, trying so I, to pay with your card or something. No, yeah, but then when I went back in and I was waiting in the queue, weren't I? And I said to you, oh, this is taking bloody ages. Like, I swear some of these people come here for a weekend in France. Can you remember me saying that to you? Like, I swear they come to yeah. these service stations for something to do. I said that, and then these Brits were in front of me, and I didn't know, and they said, no, it's not anymore. Like, I said, oh, like, God, this is, like, something about they're taking ages. Like, they, they're just coming here to, it's like they're coming here for a day out. And he said, he, he had a go at me. I can't remember exactly what he said, but he had a go at me, and then said, it's not listening to your, com- better than listening to your conversation or something like that. And I was like, all right, well, chill, like, calm down. <laughs> I didn't, you know. But um, yeah, the low was, I was flagging at one point as well. I had 250 miles to go and I thought, oh no, the tiredness has come on. Actually 200 miles left. Um, so I'd been driving, I don't know, probably for about 12 hours at this point, 13 hours. And I'm like, oh no, I'm starting to flag. Luckily, mate, I had a backup. Red Bull perked me yeah, right yeah, I, up. Like, oh my I God. Always, I wanted and, to say that. I always bring yeah, something you need like to get one. of Red Bull. I told Lee, my friends had come driving down to Nice as well, which is like 14, 15 hours from where we live. And I said, I'm driving get down next backup Friday. Red Bull. You need a backup Red Bull, mate. Honestly, that thing did give me bloody wings. Mate, I, I, I was revived I after always, that. I know. I always bring two. When I went to you, when I went to see you in Berlin, you know, I'm, I'm a proper bro. I back you up. I went out there. You called me, and I had like such a short notice. I banked that car. I we you we just drove went there off. to schmooze. Mate. You just went there to schmooze Blumenfeld, mate. You just uh, taking him round the race circuit in your car, treating him to all kinds of perks. You never take me round your racetrack in your car. Shut before. up. <laughs> Mate, who brought your watch down the race while you, while you were stressing out? Who brought your food and all that? It's your boy the much better. But anyway, uh, we were oh, driving in pie. the middle. Oh, sorry. Go on. Go oh, on. Carry oh. on. Sorry. Yeah, oh, we yeah, were driving in the middle of the night. Literally, we arrived in near the Dresden at 3.30 a.m. And I had I worked all day. I had a Red Bull that revived me towards it. And then we literally had like three, four hours of sleep. And then we uh, we saw you guys and then we filmed all day. So uh, Yeah, that must have been brutal. D- d- dude, I was completely, I don't think. Uh, um, and you were riding around in a days. chain gang at 55 Ks an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Same, but them, them four days, it's like, so if you haven't seen the videos about top seven, top eight, the Rodney Triathlon Mockery YouTube channel, but same for like St. George. We're basically starting 7 a.m. and we're done something like 10 p.m. in the evening, 11 p.m. and sometimes like past midnight. Uh, it's just tiring really for uh, like them four days afterwards when I came back. I was so tired for like four days. Honestly, uh, imagine. it takes you, a right out of you. All right. Do you want to know what the Red highlight? Can't fix that. The highlight of the drive was the last 80K on. was on like really nice roads. I had them to myself. It was in daylight as well, just before sunset, probably had about two hours before the sunset. And then uh, I literally had no cars, nice mountain winding road. And uh, I was just like, rev, you know, keeping the revs high. I turned it on so you could use the paddle shift, keeping the revs high, putting it, putting the foot down around some of the corners. Had the tunes absolutely young, pumping, mate. Young lad, young lad enjoying his... Uh, Thinking I was Lewis Hamilton, mate, until I run out of talent. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes off the, <laughs> off the cliff. <laughs> well, sounds good. And now you're in Fond Ramal with a couple of others, getting some training in. Yeah, getting some training in. Hard, hard, better never stops, mate. Better never stops. When are you going down to Nice then? Thursday before the race. All right. Not too far for the race. And what's the plan for the uh, race? You're going to be borrowing my gravel bike, aren't you? Um, because you're, well, you're ended in, so, aren't you? You're going to do 180Ks in the Ironman on a gravel bike. Watch out, guys. Mozzarella's coming for you. <laughs> he's, he's, that, <laughs> you're doing it, aren't you? The bike. You're doing the swim. You're doing the bike, aren't you? And then we're, we're, we're banging out the run, aren't we? 
it's um so the thing is i'm just i'm just physically um uh, I'm, I'm like not swim and run fit enough to do uh to do an iron you know what we should do the only reason why i'm coming down to flipping these is um for your wedding mate yeah, I know. For your wedding. yeah I know. so while i'm out there anyway i'm uh I better make the most of it and just do uh, like a training uh, day but then the thing is uh i can't uh my own car is getting serviced that weekend so i can't bring a bike such a shame what car you've got to drive down there in so uh is a convertible and that's why i can't bring a bike so i'm borrowing your uh your gravel bike so what we should do don't you reckon is do rocks paper scissors and see who wins and whoever wins gets to use the argon road bike and whoever loses has to use the gravel bike for the for the iron man bike leg <laughs> <laughs> don't you think we should do that that would be well, fucking well, hilarious. Like, because like, you know, the gravel bike hilarious. you got you can only have thirty five <laughs> PSI on your tires. You can't have any aero mods and you've got to see what you can do the bike leg in. Oh my god. 180k with a lot of climbing on an on a gravel bike. I might bike. use the gravel bike. We'll do rocks paper. That scissors. is good training. And speaking of speaking of good training, mate, my high of the week, I've done a twenty four hour cycling race over the weekend. Literally two days before the race, someone rang me up and he said, Hey mate. My girlfriend listens to the podcast. She's a massive fan. I've signed up for a 24-hour race, but two of my teammates are sick. Would you be keen to race it? And she said, you're probably nuts enough to say yes. And I was thinking, that might be true. It just it sounded like such a, an awesome opportunity. Like uh, I had a terrible uh, like experience in 24 hours. Yours was like totally different to mine. I did a 24-hour mountain bike race. I remember I got the train down from Manchester because I was at uni, so I had to get a four-hour train uh, journey down. I think I arrived there about 3 or 4 p.m. And I started at 7 p.m., something like that, 6 or 7 p.m. Uh, and it was called mm-hmm. Dusk Till Dawn. Uh, actually, no, it was, it was a 12-hour one. It must have been 12. It weren't even 24. Jesus. like, Dude, yeah, so it was, you can't even compare I know. it. Well, that was bad enough. I did that. And me and my friend, two of us on the team, there was four of us, were smashing the caffeine early. And people were like, no, no, you don't want to smash the caffeine yet. And we were like, yeah, we're exactly. going to. We don't did smash that. it too early. We had some massive lows. It was raining. We had to, I told you I had to sleep in the tent, didn't I? And it was freezing cold in the middle of the night, all sweaty, Dude, no I showers. I had to sleep in my car. Yeah. I, yeah, that, I just had a bad But the thing is, so it's a 24-hour race. I rocked up the morning. So the race started at 4 p.m. I rocked up there at like 2 p.m. And I saw, wow, all these racing teams are taking it pretty serious. They had like these these military beds. They had like these these whole folding kitchens and all that. I literally didn't have even, I didn't even have a sleeping bag. I had some blankets in my car. I didn't even have food. The guy said, I've taken care of everything. So I was thinking like, hopefully all it's all sorted. But I had no bed. So then the race started at 4 p.m. I had my first shift at something like 9 p.m. And the thing was, in the first, like the very, very first round, uh, like literally the first lap, there was a massive crash. And, well, not really a massive crash, but something like a crash. And then the two, there's, there were two professional teams, um, and they uh, kind of uh, like... They tricked you. Radio you told me they screwed you over, didn't they? Tell us the, the, how they screwed exactly. you over. So... What happened was when there was a crash, everyone waited for each other, whereas they just went on the break and just bailed it. Whereas I was thinking it's literally the first lap of the first minute of the race. It's a bit unfair, isn't it? So then they got away and they managed to lap everyone real quick. So then four hours into the race, I was, it was the mozzarella's turn. And I said, all right, I'm going to try and take the, uh, the lap back. So uh, I had two others and it literally just went flipping balls out, mate. And I... I had unbelievable great legs, like absolutely awesome legs. Um, so basically, uh, 45 minutes, it's on a racetrack. It's quite undulating. 
So in total, that session, what I did was 75 minutes. That was the first turn. Um, but 45 minutes, averaging 45.9 Ks an hour on a road bike. Wow. Um, and I did the majority of the turns. I've got like all sorts of uh, all-time hard, hard, uh, high heart rate. Like I was flipping motoring it. I thought I was going to die, but I loved it. Um, so that was the first session. Uh, uh, yeah, just under one and a half hours with uh, 45 minutes uh, normalized power over 400 watts, mate. Wow, big thing, then, mate. You should use the gravel bike then. Big, I think we big, know who's using the gravel bike in Nice. <laughs> but but then, so we took three minutes out of them. A lap, a whole lap would be around five minute 20. So we were just more than half a lap uh, uh, in front of them of like taking the lap back. But then what you need to go uh, do is just like Formula One, you're coming into the pit stream, you give them like the bottle and the bottle's got a chip and you hand that chip and then your teammate can go again. So he's doing another session of like 90 minutes. And basically they were trying to continue in the pursuit. They just, uh, they just weren't really, they didn't uh, cut well, it. They, unfortunately, they weren't strong enough, were they? Yeah, not strong enough. So the, uh, the uh, lead was coming back to like, again, zero in the end. But then in the, you get three hours of rest. And then in the night, I was thinking, all right, so the other ones aren't strong enough, so we can't take a lap, but I want to make sure we bank third place. So in the middle of the night, it was about like 1 p.m., pitch dark. I was saying to the boys that were in front, like the team that was in first and second, like, all right, listen up. If I say go, we're just going to go balls out, and then for 45 minutes, we're going to do uh, turns and try to lap all the others because there were four other teams that were in the same place as us on like third place, same laps, and we just did a 45-minute chain gang again balls out and we managed to lap him twice so we know third place was kind of a bit secured and then again two three hours rest and you're thinking all right when you get rest you can sleep right but it's not like that you're coming off the bike heart raising your throat you're pumping of adrenaline you need to get nutrition in you need to get like loads of nutrition in um you're looking at like cheering your teammates on seeing what's going on because if he's fucked you need he needs to come in early and someone else needs to come out right so you hardly get any sleep mate basically by the end of it, were you in the K-hole? Were your teammates in the K-hole? Well, then um, that's a really good question. Did you junkyard dog anyone? When? Uh, no, oh. not really. Disappointed. Later on. Dis- Wait, it's coming, right, right, it's coming right, later right. on, mate. Basically, at like 6 p.m., one of my friends was totally in the K-hole. He did three sessions of one hour, and uh, he had to go to work. So he raced all night, and then he had to go to work. His first shift was at like 8 a.m. He was the only one of our team that couldn't do the whole 24 hours. So we said to the other team that were in first and second place, like, hey, listen up, one of our mates needs to go to work. Sportsmanship, don't go on a breakaway, uh, as we waited for them on the night like a couple of times. They went, they flip and went, mate. When we went in, they went, so they left us twice. It's a bit sneaky, but anyway, if that's how you want to play it. And then I had a shift again from 7 a.m. till 9 a.m. I felt so flat. I hardly had any breakfast and pre- from like You know what Lance Armstrong said, don't you, to, to uh, Pantani? No, to Pantani what? on the mountain, don't you? No gifts, mate. No gifts. That's what they were saying to you, you know, when you said about waiting. There's no gifts, mate. Yeah, but it's it, this is different because they knew he had to go to work. If if he didn't have to go to work, you can Make come in at the same time. Mate, when you see someone stack it, don't you, though? They could, some team gets on the front and quickly rips it up in the echelon and totally fucks him. Yeah, no yeah, gifts. true. But this is like in a 24-hour race, normally you want to try and, and come in in the pit stream as uh, with others because then they can't lap, you know. You, you don't want to leave the bunch because then you're like all, all out there all by yourself. 
But anyway, yeah, great session. And then had two or three hours of sleep. And after that, I did a two and a half hour session. I felt absolutely awesome again. So in the end, I did 240Ks. Flipping heck. And uh, 43.9Ks an hour average. Mate, you're using the gravel bike. You've heard it here first, people. <laughs> he's fit, he's ready, and he's probably going to be beating some pros on the, on the gravel bike. But I want about the, to your knees. plan. If you do what? Nice and you're on the gravel bike, your plan, and I will buy you dinner and drinks afterwards, is if you manage to get a faster bike split than one other pro on the gravel bike. Doesn't matter if you're fucked on the run. Possible. I don't care if, if you, you can't even. If you're, even... I don't care if you're K-hold and you can't even do the run. If you manage to out bike one pro and you're on that gravel bike free drinks and and uh, dinner that is can i can i put my like race wheels no on the you gotta have bike? the gravel wheels have as well. be... you gotta have the gravel Dude, wheels that isn't even possible <laughs> no. it's not like you, you just said you about how much power and stuff you did you're just bigging up the numbers mate. yeah but then see it yeah oh well i've got the numbers like speed doesn't lie um that's why we want to then, we uh, want to see you we want to see you take down a pro mate on the gravel bike yeah, but that's like so many. But it would be it would be one it'd be one of the top results on your Palmares, mate. Everyone's there. We're all watching. What about it. what about Joe? What what about then? Because uh, you're you're doing it on on like a road bike as a session. We'll do rocks paper what, scissors. What if, we'll do rocks paper scissors. Yeah, but what? Listen, listen, listen. What if you'd wait after the swim so you're able to recover a little bit? You need you're gonna need it, and then we'll do a little chain gang. <laughs> yeah, hey, the person at, on the gravel bike is gonna be distance, really struggling, aren't they? At, at Ironman pace, legal distance. Legal distance. <laughs> when the motorbikes are what? there, we will be legal distance. When the motorbikes aren't there, we'll be drunk. We'll be doing a proper two-up time trial. <laughs> but you know what they say? If a tree falls in the woods and no one hears it, did it actually fall? <laughs> that is that is so true. Do you want to hear a funny story, by the way? So last week I was, um, so after uh, we've got this Wednesday evening, right. That we do with a couple of mates. And then afterwards we always go to this, um, bar where we have, um, just one beer or two. Uh, anyway, so, uh, I was going to that toilet, uh, upstairs and you know, I sometimes listen to, uh, to German opera ski music, right? I hate that music. You, you don't like it. I love it. It's, it's, some, it's like German ski party music. Even Ed Sheeran is better to. than that. Oh my God. No, mate. So basically I was, uh, I was, uh, on one of these uh, standing toilets having a little wee and, uh, all of a sudden I was hearing this German upper ski music and I was like, really? Wow. That's a great song. So I was thinking who would listen to this song on the toilet? It was going on and on. I was thinking, oh, there must be a dude just sitting on the toilet watching videos of uh, upper ski music. So while I was washing my hands, I said, great song, dude. But then I saw the door was slightly open. And I saw no one was sitting there. I was thinking, huh? No one's there. So then I thought, oh, it must come from the ladies' like bathroom at the other side. There's a girl in there listening to upper ski music. I said, that's awesome. Like, I've never met a girl listening to like upper ski music or something like that. So while I was walking down the high, uh, hallway, I was saying, great tunes. And uh, so I was coming down, had uh, that little beer with my friends. Then I came home and I found out the music was playing from my phone in my pocket. Oh, really? So you were that pissed that you didn't realise that you were playing it yourself and you were saying, I wasn't even pissed. I was, com- oh, I was really? completely sober. You were saying to everyone, great tune, great tune. They must have thought he's off his head. Like- yeah. yeah, there was no one there. No one there. It was off my own phone. <laughs> that was so weird. So um, what about the races oh, this week, mate? Yeah, for, first first, I want to say to the listeners, um, 
they can watch the uh, the videos. It might be a bit late now, but they can watch the uh, the podcast again on YouTube. We're going to put them again uh, on YouTube. They can see the faces and all the expressions that we're uh, having. As well, so Joe and I want to do more with the, uh, uh, well, especially Pep and I want to do more with the videos. Well, spe- we're going to Kona. That's, uh, we'll make, we're going to do it anyway. Um, but if you want to support us, even if more he of these videos. Even if he his house, he's going to Kona. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> even if he has to remortgage yeah. his house, he might be sleeping in a tent in Kona and uh, with a remortgage. But he's uh, he's going to be there. He's just he's he'll make well, it happen. You can see uh, everyone, uh, the, the majority uh, really likes it, Joe. So uh, people love it. We don't really they? like doing it. And you it. like putting and a I smile on need people's a- faces. Exactly, and I just like to go to Kona again. No, but honestly, if you. Um, if you want to like support us through the Patreon space, making uh, that all possible, then uh, probably uh, we can do some more of that later on in the year or earlier on in the year as well. Um, One result, by the way, that I saw so- this weekend, and the shit's got real, mate, is Big Met, mate. Big Met, Battle of the Influencer. One of your one of your <laughs> people that you want to scalp. Like Tom's got this list, if you haven't Dude. heard, of like influencers, people that do YouTube videos and all that. And he wants to, his target is just to take them down one at a time. You've, you've, you've taken one person down already, haven't you? Scott Bavel, you, you, you. Exactly. You just, but you had to use spy to tactics honest, though, didn't you, for him? Like kind of like. I had to use slide tactics, but the big Mets is way out of my league at the moment. Like way out of my league. But I in would a full say distance, he's, he's not as strong. I think in a full distance, you could get uh, close. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to, uh, wait, otherwise, or it would be. You could psych him out though. You could psych him out. No, and he uses I'm, a glucose I'm monitor. I'm not mate. ready for the big mats. But you can't let a glucose monitor wearing person beat you, can you? That is true. That is true. But Christian Blumenfeld also beat you. I still haven't got over it, mate. That's what I'm most worried about. <laughs> like, he actually had, he's got diabetes and he beat me. I mean, wow. That's impressive, isn't Mine it? Mine at Gute. Yeah. That is pretty wow. impressive. Uh, anyway, yeah, the races this weekend. Have you seen that ITU race? Holy cow, mate. What's going on in your background? Uh, I don't know. I think Pete, the, the crowd's going wild, mate, as they say. <laughs> oh, wow. Like Joe is uh, sitting in front of Rameau and his roommates are getting wild. Uh, any, have you seen that ITU race? Yeah, I did. Vincent Louis uh, had, uh, wanted to do one more lap on the bike just for shits and giggles, didn't he? Went flying through I, there. I, I've just seen things on Instagram coming past, like Jonathan Brownlee with a broken elbow. Uh, um, Alex She fell off the bike in the same crash. Louis uh, rode into the fence. Uh, so much stuff. Up Who said triathletes can't Eden. ride? Who is it that says triathletes can't ride a bike? <laughs> <laughs> can't just, Why would Cyclist say that? I think Vincent Louis is just so keen on going long distance that he found the bike bike lag just too short. Yeah, he's not a fan, is he, of the sprint, mate? Don't you reckon? Yeah, he's just not a fan mm. of the sprint, is he, yeah. mate? Just wanted to do extra. Sorry, my phone cut out then no. a little bit. I'm on 4G. Just to... In case oh, you guys yeah. don't know, I'm on 4G. The internet in France is horrific. Uh, I've got We've got Wi-Fi in the place, but it's too weak to do the podcast. So I'm, stri- I'm con- connected to my phone's 4G, which isn't even that strong anyway. Two bars, mate. Could, might not even last the whole podcast. Exactly. <laughs> all right and what would you think is worse wi-fi or the coffee oh i'd probably say the coffee i daren't even order one now i haven't ordered one <laughs> like since i've been here i took an aeropress actually this time instead of my espresso machine um uh, which is actually all right like definitely recommend that if anyone like wants an easy way of getting a half decent coffee but the coffee in france oh god it gives you nightmares doesn't it like gives you the heebie-jeebies yeah, even thinking about it doesn't it yeah 
Like, yeah, it does. It does. Do you reckon we'll find a good um, one in Nice? Will we find a good coffee in Nice, Jack? Well, the, that's the thing. Nice is pretty posh, uh, just like Monaco and all that. There's a lot of uh, like internationals come, will go there. So I think there's a better chance of having great Wi-Fi and great coffee. But um, like I said, it, um, it's not going to be a nine out of ten probably. But we'll, we'll we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Um, yeah, the races of last weekend. So Big Mac sector. We've got Andre Lopez, fan of the show, came in second, qualified for Kona, mate. That's a, a huge step up for him. Um, another uh, Sky Munch managed to uh, win the race. By the way, if everyone wants like a full insight of race results and how that went, go over to Pro Trinies. We're just we're just cooping over, really. With your friend Mark there were too many races. Your friends now, aren't you? Your friends. We were all. We've always been friends. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Joe let's go over to the main subject uh, I mean uh, uh, it's more uh, that's more important it's all about the main subject people want to people want chunks of gold in the form of information they come they tune into our podcast for information do you think they see us let's as an talk. educational podcast I would I would think so yeah educational yeah so we're going to talk about and- breakfast like <laughs> <laughs> yeah but honestly we're going to talk about breakfast um breakfast in general we're going to talk about race breakfast we're going to talk about breakfast after you went on a night out this was this like was that. tom's uh suggestion wasn't it today for the main subject of the week you can really see we're clutching at straws here guys like uh no um but we're talking about breakfast and like for instance i'll kickstart it would you would you do training like on a fasted state like after you've done it before, I, I nearly bonk, mate. I'm terrible in a fasted state. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't. I, I get I, too hungry. I would maybe do. I would maybe be able to do an hour easy ride um, faster. But do you know what makes I it worse really for me? It. When I know that I'm going to be doing it on a fasted state, like if I pre-plan it to do it in a fasted state, it's like I want food even more. You know, it's like if you take away, you know, uh, drink from an alcoholic, isn't it? Like, and you tell him you're going to take away mm-hmm. his drink, he's going to be all worried, isn't he? You know, that's what I'm like with food. You know, I'm but, I'm a fat person you, in an athlete's body. Like I like Do you my think food. an athlete that is not racing fat adapted, but is doing so for example in your case, just you, Joe, uh doing one session a week fasted, it's gonna help you? I'm not fat adapted, mate. Like honestly. No, that's why, but do you think it would be helpful for you? No, nah, probably not. Like just eat more. I just I just shovel them carbs, mate. I'm a carb monster. You see. You know we were talking about the car, weren't we? If you run your car on empty mm-hmm. Is it going to be any better when you fill it up? Probably not, is it? It's probably, <laughs> probably going to be not. fucked. Because you've got to damage, yeah, that's damage the, whole the engine. Thing about you're going to damage the engine. Damaging the engine. Yeah. You're, if you do that, if you, and especially if you train too hard, faster, you're going to damage the body. And you're not recovering. You know, you can't run a Ferrari on four-star, can you? If you're a Ferrari, Definitely not. you need to put decent quality f- fuel in that engine, you know? So you start exactly. putting the cheap stuff in, you're going to get cheap performance out, guys. <laughs> it's all uh, our our opinion by the way anyway joe um regular day in a week what would you have for we're breakfast? more lambos than ferraris aren't we tom <laughs> they're louder yeah. lambos are louder yeah. than ferraris <laughs> what what um what would you have on a normal day for breakfast what did you have for example this morning well so today i had um i had yogurt and i put like granola bit of honey on it some cashew nut butter and then some fruit. I had a banana. I like. I would have added some blueberries. That was what I had. But my favourite, what I've been having at home, is like a nice sourdough toast from the, uh, bread from the bakery. I have that, some cashew nut butter, 
And then sometimes some blueberries, you know, were even on on top of the cashew nut butter. Oh, it's magic, mate, that is. I look forward to breakfast, you know. Oh, like the four and a half. That's my favorite. Yeah, it's my favorite meal of the day, mate. I look forward to it. Like smash, sometimes I like, smash like four or five rounds of toast just before I've even like four wait, or five wait, rounds then, of toast and three coffees. With with exactly with great coffee. That's an awesome combination, isn't it? Fresh yeah. apple juice. Oh, from Tomo's leg. Yeah, he's got an apple juice and business, guys. You wait until we get to September, October. He'll be flogging that stuff like you won't believe. <laughs> but um all right. And would you have different breakfast on tougher days? Would you get more carbs in, more carb focus if you get, for example, to an interval session? So for example, if you do an easy run in the morning, would your breakfast be different than when you would have a five hour tough bike session? I might sometimes have a little bit less, but the problem is, Tom, I just like the bread and cashew nut butter, so I just love the taste of it, and sometimes like, I'm just going to have two, and I have two, and I'm like, oh, I really fancy that again, mm -hmm. so then I have another two, you know, like, so it just depends on, like, how I feel, but to be honest, one thing I would say is, when you're in hard training, don't you feel hungry every morning anyway, so even when you're on a lesser day, you're, it's almost like you're playing catch-up anyway, isn't it? Like, if you're not training that much, like, for me, yeah. when I wasn't actually training mm -hmm. that much, when I was getting back into it, it wasn't too bad. I probably would have a little bit less, but I find when you're actually training hard and you're doing big volume, you just feel on your, even on your easy days, you feel starving the whole day, don't you? And it's almost like you're on that, you must be on a mm -hmm. deficit or something. You're trying to catch back up. What do you think? Like, what do you Dude, eat for breakfast? You love a breakfast. This boy, even I've, when I'm not training much, I'm, uh, <laughs> I've told you guys on this podcast time and time again, this boy will eat you out of house and home. If he comes on a training camp with you, Guard your fridge, guard your cupboard, cupboard, like this, taking it all. Well, maybe, listen, maybe, maybe I eat a lot. I don't think I eat much more, but maybe I eat a lot. But the products you eat are so expensive. Really? Hey, what are you saying? The cashew nut butter. You've got to fuel that Ferrari, mate. We, You've got to fuel the Lambo. Dude, when we, when we went to New Zealand, you were picking products. And I was thinking like, oh my God, is he going to really buy that shit? I remember that honey that you bought for 28 flipping dollars. Oh, $40, nah, $40. Nah, that must have been and you were saying, that must have been yeah, but this, this, this cashew nut butter for something like 14 euros. Oh, and I'm thinking like cashew nut butter that is for 14 what it costs, euros. Mate. Why not just get peanut butter? Oh, like one of the cheaper ones. It's not the same. It's not the same, mate. I've got, I even brought some cashew nut butter from Amazon to take out here, especially that was, that was like 14 or 15 quid. Like that's the standard price, mate. 14. Yeah, exactly. You, you buy. So I don't know what, what, what's worse. Me eating a lot, like cheaper <laughs> me stuff. Me eating, eating all, like, all of the cashew nut very, butter. Very or you buying the cashew nut butter. <laughs> I'll buy it. Yeah. Tom will Holy eat it. Cow, mate. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I, I sometimes have, um, I, I almost always eat oatmeal for, uh, for breakfast because it's just uh, very simple. Um, I only eat different when I'm going on a training camp with you because uh, then we only have like tea, yogurt or, or like uh, bread and not really oatmeal. I did bring out some oatmeal in Girona. So uh, then I made it myself. But um, yeah, normally I've just had oatmeal with uh, with a bit of fruit, but then uh, that's it really. And then I eat a bit more on bigger days, but yeah, I always feel hungry. Do you remember when I did that interval session in Dubai and I had that bowl of yogurt and you surprised me with like a threshold session? Yeah, wasn't it a massive thing? I can remember it vaguely. Was it like a huge breakfast what you had or something? Or was it like a snack or something like that during the day? <laughs> what was it? I can remember something I literally, like this. I, I literally woke up that morning. I was thinking, oh, I'll have a big bowl of yogurt. It was like shitloads of yogurt with, with like nuts and all that. And then 
five minutes after that, you said, all right, you're ready then? We're going for a track session. And oh, I had yeah. literally I not even now. finished the yogurt down my throat. <laughs> yeah. I had to stop that interval session because I was like puking halfway through. <laughs> yeah, we, were, we, we knew we were doing that session. That must have been on a Saturday morning or something. And we knew we were doing it. You must have know, just I'd... done it. Like you must have just forgot or something that it was coming. <laughs> but you know what, though? It's good but, yeah, Ironman feel... training. I know a guy that used to go to the fish and chip shop before he did a track session back in Manchester because he said if he could eat fish and chips from a chipper, you know, real greasy fish and chips, you know, the battered one, you know, mm-hmm. all that, you know, he said if he could eat that and do a track session, his guts were ready for an Ironman and that the, the gels wouldn't stop him. Yeah, but I, I believe that. I, I believe like eating a lot of crap and then doing a heart session <laughs> yeah. uh, gets that tummy ready. Yeah, yeah, I sometimes do it. Really? Uh, I, I've done, for example, a 30K run where I stopped about halfway through and I would eat something like a meatball with a can of Coke and I would down it and then complete the rest of the run and I feel flipping awesome. That tummy is not going to cry me when it eats like 15 gels. That's probably why Sam Long stops at Mackie D's then. Don't he? You know, on his ride. Yeah, chips yeah it could be big, tactics, mate. mate. Could be tactics. Yeah. Maybe Jan Fredino does that, get, but he just doesn't get. post it on Instagram. Don't you reckon he stops it? Like- I think a lot of people do it, but dude, I think a lot of people do it. That's the whole thing about eating, isn't it? Like so many athletes think, oh, I, I can only post about eating a salad or, or a granola or whatever. Whereas if you're training 30 hours a week or just had a massive day, you could get some calories well, in sometimes. It doesn't matter. I mean, obviously, you shouldn't be eating McDonald's five times a week, but once a month or or something like that. What do you yeah, reckon Blumenfeld has that, before that a track session? You know, like, what do you reckon he has to get his guts ready? Because he's, he's apparently, isn't he, taking 120 grams of carbs in or 140 grams, God knows what. I'm surprised that Super Sapiens hasn't broke on his arm yet. But bearing in mind he's got that arm, what kind of greasy, uh, horrible takeaway do you reckon he has to train his guts? What do you reckon it would be his go-to? Pizza? I, 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 I do guy? know. After after like, I think he's a pizza guy, but yeah. I know after a session back in Amsterdam, he really liked to have something like a chocolate chip cookie and uh, 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 chocolate milk. Oh, chocolate something milk, like that. does he? And chocolate chip cookie, he's got a sweet tooth, and he? God, watch out, Bloom felt that... Uh, Blew me that uh, super sapiens. You know, I like chocolate milk. Yeah, but you've like got to worry milk. about your super sapiens smoking on your arm. Okay? <laughs> he has that thing. Will that will get burned, <laughs> mate, on his arm? But I bet next time. Would we you? See um, him, by the way, if you go away, I bet next time we see him, his arm is smoking. Like you know, I bet he's got marks where that thing's been burning. What else? What else did he like to treat himself to? Nice little bar of lint chocolate, eighty percent stuff, you know, before bedtime with a cup of milk or something, you know. I bet that'd be relaxing, wouldn't it? I I, I haven't got any insights in that, but I'll try and sneak in on the next camp. Yeah. Uh, Coda like camp. People Maybe doing can... some TikToks in your background, mate. Oh, mate, they they love it. They 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 absolutely uh, love it here. on with a bunch of TikTokers, you know, influencers. It's all about you know, guys. It doesn't matter how good you are at sport anymore. All it comes down to is what you post on the gram. It's all that matters in life now. Forget, forget competing. But anyway, uh, coming, coming back to that brekkie, if you're away, for example, for a race and you're sleeping in a hotel, it's always different. You rely on what's at the buffet. What would you go for race brekkie then? Well, so at sub seven. What gets that fuel start, that engine started, that skipper So what, yeah. what I had for sub seven recently then, because that was at a breakfast buffet, didn't take any of my, uh, my own food as well. So I was purely relying on that. And I had some scrambled eggs on light toast, like just a, like a normal size of that. I'd say, I was going to say small, small for me, but pretty normal size for most people. And then they had this birch and muesli. <laughs> you know that stuff, them overnight oats that are real nice. You know, they put all kinds of things in there. 
I had some of them yeah. as well. That was well nice. Bit of fruit on top as well, like some seeds, uh, some no, some honey. I just had that and some honey. And then uh, mm-hmm. on the way to the swim start, I had one of them uh, Morton uh, drinks, you know, the one with 80 grams of carbs. Yeah, yeah, because the 360 one, a 320 Yeah, that was what I had for the start. And I felt ready to go, mate. I was like not too hungry. Smashed a caffeine tablet beforehand as well. Four espressos as well. I had four, four espressos in one cup from the from the coffee machine as well. Yeah, but for a special for machine, it's like one regular yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, and it wasn't even nice. German coffee. Ugh. You know, you think an Iron Man's going to be horrible. Well, it's not as bad as that coffee. I can tell you that. <laughs> you eat that coffee and then the thought of doing an Iron Man's quite pleasant. Have you ever heard, have you ever had a situation where you would go um, for breakfast before race and you're thinking like, oh my oh, God, how is this yes. going to get me run course? Yes. I had a flipping nightmare in Germany, 2012, uh, Wiesbaden, <laughs> 70.3. I got fucking screwed by this place. Like, honestly, like, so I was staying at a guest house. I can remember it now. Clear as day, like it happened yesterday. So I was staying at a guest house, like back that, you know, I, I couldn't get any accommodation for my man. I was an unknown then, you know, like I was, I was like on my own, you know, it wasn't there with a bit like me a bit like, like me you, at the moment. i was like a wolf in the wild you know i wasn't even in a, i wasn't in any pack had no one with me so i stayed in this guest house and i said to him in the morning i've got a, i'm doing the race can you open up the breakfast earlier like five o'clock or something i can't remember what i said but something like that I said yeah 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 no problem <laughs> so i was like great you know Jawohl, Joe. Das machen wir. yeah probably what they hit the three four yeah we'll see what this guy does in the morning when he can't get fucking into breakfast because i got up in the morning went to get in <laughs> fucking doors locked <laughs> these people don't even stay on site i'm like shit what do i do i've got i can't get any breakfast for a half a 70.3 back then this is my first year racing as a pro as well so i'm thinking jesus like i'm already racing against established pros and now i'm going to be racing them on an empty stomach like i'm fucked uh, like, <laughs> you haven't you haven't been doing any faster training yeah so. yeah so then you had to get the bus to the race start and do you know what i had to eat i remember sat next to one of the other pros i think it was uh holly lawrence back you know because she was racing there as well and I remember telling them on the bus, the swim start, that I couldn't get any breakfast. So I was smashing them cliff shop blocks. Do you know what they are? I think I added it up because on each packet tells you how many calories, didn't it? So I was eating gels and cliff blocks, mate, for, yeah. uh, for breakfast. I had 1,200 calories of gels and cliff blocks. <laughs> Shit loads of carbs. Oh that was God. what I had. I remember it. 1,200, 1,200 calories of, block of energy stuff before the race. I actually had an all right race as well, but I can't Holy believe it. I was livid, you know. I was like thinking in the morning, oh no, like what am I going to do? Uh, but yeah, luckily I took extra energy stuff out and just smashed the loads of energy stuff beforehand. It actually wasn't too bad. Hmm. It's quite light in your stomach, but I did think to them, why did they do that to me? Why did they lie? Completely. They probably enough. just didn't really. Uh, they probably didn't really understand it. Did but they, they probably thought I'm saying, saying, "Are you going to be doing breakfast tomorrow?" And they're like, "Yeah, of course we are." <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah, we're doing the breakfast <laughs> every day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> that was one. Have you had anything like that before? Um, not really. Not really. I um, I do remember, like in the beginning, I didn't really know much about nutrition, so I was just eating the wrong stuff. Really, like not 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 enough carbs, but same not enough like last carbs. weekend it's 20 nah, come on i know you <laughs> you definitely weren't not no. eating enough carbs that, <laughs> that i can't believe that <laughs> but yeah last weekend a 24-hour race i didn't have any breakfast because i didn't bring anything so i literally did it on in the morning i smashed three gels and two of them bars oh, so you were like was, me I felt got locked so... out of your kitchen nika had yeah. enough so she just locked you out before she went to work 
Exactly. And that was, it was literally down there at the racetrack. Really? So, um, what's this? I want to know what this Instagram post of the week is, or what's the moral with the breakfast before? Oh, I think like, I so, think, uh, having breakfast is a good thing isn't it. Like I think, because I think it depends on how much you train. If I'm, if I was summing it up, I'd say if you're training a lot, not having breakfast, you're already going to be in a depleted state training sometimes. So there's no point delaying it. Mm-hmm. And I think it just affects the quality of your training sessions, your recovery. And to be honest, yeah. I've never really done fasted stuff. I've never bonked in a marathon in an Ironman. I'm always feel like I'm pretty strong until the end. So like, you know, just as long as you can digest the carbs, I think, you know, I think you're best off training yeah. your gut to actually absorb carbs. Do you know what I mean? And like, and also if you're, if you're, um, if you're not training that, that much, for example, between five and 11 hours a week, something like that, which, uh, then on a day where you hardly do any training, then uh, for breakfast, you could have something light, like not much. You wouldn't have them five slices of peanut butter with Joe has, because then you're going to put on some massive weight. Yeah, they call me Ricky Fatten, mate, uh, when I'm in off season. You know, like the boxer <laughs> who gets fat. Uh, one thing I would but say, I, I think that's... instead of actually not having breakfast, one thing that would actually be, or like uh, what would be really beneficial, I said it before on here, is eating the foods that are really good for your guts. I said it loads, didn't I? kimchi your kefirs yeah. all that kind of stuff sauerkraut yeah like uh kombucha uh, ginger yeah like all that really yeah, stuff food that's, that's really stuff. good for your guts i think that is like the absolute game changer that's what you need to get on but we've got more game changes in the future but we're going to save that for uh for other podcasts so basically yeah breakfast um like your breakfast uh, don't be scared to eat breakfast especially if you have a hard day or a long day ahead um get the carbs in get them uh get that carb rich brekkie in Joe, I've uh, got an awesome Instagram post of the week. And at first, I thought this was about you. Me? I thought this post was about you. Oh, really? Yeah. What is that? It's an, it's an article, and it says, British endurance runner wins a 22-mile race against a horse. Oh, I've so, seen that, that uh, race. Have you seen it? I've heard about it. So, all right. I'm, uh, I'm just going to like read the story. Ricky Lightfoot is a 37-year-old firefighter from Northwest England, and he became only the third person in history, like in the flipping history of the race, since 1980s, who outran the horse. After the two people One and the local mate. pop bet. One horsepower. I bet he was so, neighing like you wouldn't believe during that race, didn't you reckon? He's obviously one horsepower, so isn't he? He's beat a horse. One, one horsepower. He's beat a horse. Definitely, definitely. So one thing is, is he, uh, one question is, should he bark at the horse or neigh at the horse? Oh, neigh at it. Play it at his own game. Neigh at that horse. Show him what. True. What it- and I think 100%, I want to see you have a crack at that, this race and race a flipping horse, but mate. Do you think on a 22 the horse was on his last legs? Race. Do you think the horse was on his last legs? Like more of a donkey? Because like, how could a human beat a horse? Dude, more of a donkey. But I'm looking at the picture of that guy. I'm looking at the picture of this guy racing this horse and there's a jockey on that horse as well it just looked like a proper race i'm going to show it to you right now look at that it's not like it's some beaten up horse it's like a flipping oh, yeah. fit horse i thought, it was, running. Uh, it, I thought it was gonna 22. i imagined it to be like one of them ones that you get on the seafront you know when you go down the beach and the kids are riding on like an old donkey and they're like yeah come for a horse ride it's like, <laughs> he's like you know it's one that no one wanted to use as a race horse but they're like yeah he can carry a kid down the beach for 20 quid <laughs> like, yeah. yeah i thought it would be one of them 
No, this is uh, this is a proper one. This is uh, like a proper horse. That is crazy, though. A 22-mile race against a horse. I wonder if that horse was in the race somewhere ahead because they always start a bit quick. Probably, I think horses aren't that smart. They get, like, caught up. They get the chimp. And then he probably just w- went out way too hard and then bunked. Something like that. What do you think? Next year. I think the horse would probably... Yeah, we could do. I don't know well, if it's a bit... Dude, that would make an awesome triathlon mockery video, wouldn't it? You and me taking on a horse on a running race, 22-mile running race. Definitely. I'd love that. And it's great training. Yeah, that would be really fun. If you want to see us doing that, sign up to the Patreon. Like we, uh, we could get Pepe out. Is uh, we want to get more of that stuff. We want to get more um, stuff. And I've got this only, other. In- the only way we can get more stuff and make it happen is from people signing up to the patrons because that's just what we use the money for. We don't even keep it ourselves, do we? We're at, we're at, you're actually in debt at the moment still. That patron money is just uh, covering up from your St George costs, isn't it? Um, well, now I subset. Yeah, definitely. So we're not using the the whole idea behind triathlon mockery is uh, like I said in the beginning is creating more togetherness and a bit of like banter in the sport, really. And I think it's working really well now. Seeing everyone's barking like dogs. There's a high of me of the week, even on race course, mate. When I was doing that 24 hour race, I had maybe 10 people barking at me at like dogs. I was like, even here in this race, people barking at me like dogs. Oh, what about Gustav um, Eden saying he's not a fan though? What about that? We didn't. We forgot to cover that, didn't we? Not a fan, mate. He hurt our feelings, I know. didn't he? Uh, what, how did he do in the he race? He did hurt then? my feelings because he sat very aggressive me. I don't support the show. I'm not a fan of the show. And I was like, mate, what call? How did he do? Show, show some laugh. How did he do? I don't know. I don't know. I think he got junkyard dark and then got popped. Last place, mate. Calm as a bitch. <laughs> did he? Last, did yeah. he? Last place, mate. Calm as a bitch. Well, maybe he uh, he did it fast, uh, not enough brekkie. But anyway, I've got another he's gonna uh, make, post. He's gonna I'm going to post this on the Swarthmore like Mockery. If we race him in a 70.3, he's going to try and hurt us, isn't he? Dude, I, he, he, he he doesn't even need to try to hurt me on a 70.3. Like, that'd be easy for him. <laughs> uh, but anyway, have you seen this post? I'm, I'm going to post this up on the Swarthmore Mockery. This is literally the, the junkyard dog, the chimp, and the horse combined in one. Have you seen that video no. of that dog that's gone completely nuts, like this one? Oh, yeah, I did. So he's turning on the dog. My dog. That is you know completely how that dog nuts, looks at isn't the start it? So, where he um, shows his teeth like that. My dog does that to uh, to me. Yeah. Like if I wind him up, he he shows me his teeth. Like and you know he's got history, mate. He's mm-hmm. he's got some history, so you got you got to watch out for him. You know you, you don't know what he could do, do you? What goes through his mind? Because <laughs> really? he wants, yeah, he's in joking though. He, he's only playful with me, but he does put his teeth out. I think they do that. That's what they do, you know. Because in the wild, I guess they would just bite another dog, wouldn't they? They just bite him. Mm-hmm. That's what he wants to do to us. He wants he wants to just bite us. So don't you think he sees you like a little dog, and that's why he's showing his teeth? He does. I'm not the leader of the pack. He in our house, Laura is the leader of the pack. They, the dogs will do any when she's there. They'll do anything she she wants. She could get them to do anything. Roll over to get their food. Uh, come here, do this. Like they, you'd almost expect them to go and fetch the mail from downstairs. But then when she's there, really, yeah. And then when she's there, and I tell them to do something, it completely goes over their heads. Because in their head, they're thinking she's the top dog, and when she's here, I don't have to do anything that you want. So they don't listen. I, they don't listen to me at all like when she's there when she's not there it's like you know if i was in the military and it's like all right when the top in command isn't there we'll take orders from second in command and then they listen to me 
but she never sees that. She's just like, oh, the dogs never show you any respect. They don't care what you say. I'm like, now when you're there, not there, they do listen to me. But when you're there, they don't care. Like they think it doesn't matter what he says. I haven't got, a, I haven't got a uh, take orders from him. Uh, and they run rings around me, mate. Crazy. You just get fed around the house. Yeah, I get drunk. Your dog um, basically all the time. So anyway, this, uh, that's the Instagram post of the week. Speaking about but Joe, by the way, um, I want to say uh, thanks to uh, the 250 patrons. If we would have 700 patrons or 750 patrons, we could do the videos every month, mate. We'd have some pocket money as well, wouldn't we? Every month. As well, probably, wouldn't we? Imagine the end of season we pie videos. we'd be able to on that. Could you imagine we'd be able to get all our mates around, wouldn't we? <laughs> Flipping hell. God, then even Tom would be on the on the on the cashew. Yeah, you'd be even, on the cashew. Even Tom would be in the cashew nut butter for. Uh... <laughs> you'd be giving it away to other athletes <laughs> at the race, wouldn't you? So imagine how much cashew nut butter and stuff we could get. <laughs> cashew nut butter for you. We'd be on cashew nut butter for starters as well, wouldn't we? No. <laughs> mate um yeah thanks for listening everyone uh don't forget to uh, to rate that show like on spotify you can rate the show or on uh, itunes you can rate it we really appreciate it um and yeah if you, you want to see some videos on youtube something like that kind regards tommy and joe joe i'll see you next week and oh no first we'll do another podcast podcast and then i'll drive down to nice so we'll have another chat before uh, i'm driving down Oh mate, yeah, get your Red Bulls, training. mate. Get the bangs or Red Bulls, something like that. That's what you need. I'll take the bangs and I'll bang it out there. Uh, you have some great training oh, by with the, way, uh, the clock there. Before we do knees, mate, I've got a real nasty pre-workout drink that we should try. What's that? Oh, it's got everything in it, mate. This is like, I looked on Amazon. This is one of the most potent ones I could find. Taste disgusting. I had it in the sub seven on the run. It took me two laps to drink the bottle because it was so horrible. What the hell is that? It's a horrible pre-work. All them pre-workout ones taste rank, don't they? Do you, but do you? Uh, is it is it like uh, legal? To, oh yeah, to yeah, buy it's legal. Yeah, it's got. Like, it's meant to be like uh, tested, you know, uh, informed sport or whatever. Right. So it's, it, don't worry, I'm gonna. I ain't gonna you because uh, <laughs> Joe, a professional athlete like me, I, I can't take. You stuff can't like risk that, it. I know I you can't risk check. it, mate. Your reputation's <laughs> at stake. All those results would be put into disrepute. So I wouldn't expect you to risk that. I wouldn't want you to get your 11th place or 10th place at Switzerland like turned over. That wouldn't be fair of me. I know. Where was that it? You is, in Switzerland. Uh, and fifth place in Cork, just behind Alistair Brownlee, where I give him a run for his money. Where was it you finished in um, uh, Switzerland? Uh, 12. Could you imagine and, if, you uh, te- if you did fail the test? They'd be like, he finished 12, he cheated for 12th in Switzerland. If he hadn't have done that, he would have probably finished 20th or something. With- <laughs> yeah, what what a cheat. Yeah. <laughs> what, what a- he did all that to get 12. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, um, we should do a podcast one time about um, drug tests and all, all that because I'm quite curious how uh, you've oh, got a lot my God, of experience. They're targeting me, goes. mate. They're always with me. You know, they're always targeting me, you know. Yeah, but we should like do a test. Like what, t- what are the tests? I've, I've done one, one test, Joe, on my first Ironman full distance. Yeah. My first ever, as an age grouper, my first really? ever race. I got you must tested. have thought, these guys were a bit intense. I'm an age grouper and they're testing me. <laughs> but there's, there was a reason for that because I was absolutely extraordinary. Yeah, good, <laughs> good job. Good job they weren't. Again, test- again. Good job they weren't testing you after a night out at uni. I'd have, you would have uh, never made it as a professional, would you? You'd have been like, had a lifetime ban before you even started. <laughs> um. 
Yeah, anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, yeah, like, subscribe, share, um, Patreon, all that stuff. Um, love the support. Send a uh, say hi to him, Joe. See you later, guys. See you. Bye-bye.